0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mindful Nourishment Podcast, your new favorite place for everything mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Laura. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Mindful Nourishment Podcast. Again, I am your host, Laura, and I am so happy to be here, finally, finally. This podcast has been a long time coming for me. It's been an idea in my head for many years and finally just decided to go for it. Didn't really know what I was afraid of because this is super easy and it's fun. I get to talk in front of a microphone and people listen to me. That's, you know, that's like my dream. Um, For today's first episode, I really just wanted to give you an idea of what to expect and also just a little bit about myself as your host and your guide through this mindful nourishment journey. So I was raised um, in Boston, Massachusetts, where I still reside right outside the city. And I had what you would call a pretty normal childhood family of four, you know, two half siblings, um, very happy upbringing. I had everything at my fingertips. I was daddy's little girl. I could do no wrong. I was constantly being praised for being the cutest. And that just is something that really stuck with me throughout my life and definitely made me think that I needed to be some type of perfection. That perfection, you know, need and want stuck with me for a really long time. And, you know, later on in my life, I've I've started to suffer for it. Not any longer, but I will get to that as well. Um, But yeah, I just, I always had this need to be perfect and for everybody to want to be around me and I needed to impress everybody. All because back when I was a little girl, everyone told me how great I was. That was a lot to live up to. You know, you just don't, you know, those those are things that are taught to you as a child. And when you constantly hear it, it, it just gets deeper and deeper into your subconscious. And then it's, it's hard for you as an adult to break out of that and think that it's okay to not be quote unquote perfect. There is no such thing as perfect <laughs> at all. Um, I suffered for it. In my teen years in my I like to call young adulthood into my 20s but yeah I suffered for it the biggest hurdle for me was food food became something that I was very afraid of and I was I needed to control I needed to have some control in my life and I chose food it started In middle school, I got this brilliant idea to become a vegetarian. That was the first moment I remembered being able to control my food. My mother's shopping list changed. I was now needing more, you know, more specific foods, and I wasn't eating what everybody else was eating. And that became you know, hard for my mom because now she needed two shopping lists instead of one. But I really was adamant about being able to control what I ate and covering it up as something that I was doing as a, you know, a personal choice. I don't want to eat meat. I love meat. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. But again, those were, you know, disordered thoughts that were coming up in my head as a young adult and it it just really manifested in my subconscious that food was something to fear i did grow out of the vegetarian stage i decided that now i was just going to be totally picky about everything i ate and just constantly obsess about it later on in high school i my disorder got deeper. I just would avoid meals at all costs. There were all sorts of food that scared me. Butter being one of them. God forbid I see how much butter somebody puts into something that they're feeding me. It's so silly, butter, like, but <laughs> we'll get to fair foods on another episode for sure. But I'll never forget the first time that I was actually called out for, um, purging. And that was when we were at my house and my best friend was over and she heard me in the bathroom. And this had been going on for almost a year at this point and nobody knew. I kept it a good secret. Um, I would eat as normal and then just magically whisk away to the bathroom where I would be for about, 15 minutes, no one asked any questions, no one batted an eyelash. It just, I felt almost enabled. And I hate to say that because these people were not enabling me. They didn't know what was going on. But I felt that they weren't stopping me from going so that they didn't care. I've obviously learned that is not the case. My best friend heard me in the bathroom, getting back to the story. And she called me out on it and I was like so taken back and I was shocked. And I was like, who do you think you are calling me out for this? You know, I'm just doing my thing and I'll never forget the look on her face and I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, if you ever do this at my house, you will not be welcome there anymore. Wow. That was the first time someone actually acknowledged that I had a problem. And that stuck with me for a really, really, really long time. And then I got into a relationship. And of course, everything's all butterflies and rainbows and everything's great. And I did. I, you know, for, for many, many years, I held back on my disordered behaviors knowing now that I just suppressed them for about seven years because after that relationship, everything was downhill from there. I was in my mid-20s. I had just moved home after being out of the house for seven years. I was single for the first time in seven years and I just, I don't know, it was the strangest thing. I started just not feeling great about myself again, and I was slipping into some depression, and I was feeling like I was losing control. And I needed that control back, and I knew how to do it. I knew that food was the one thing I could control. So I did. I binged that night. And I went into the bathroom, and I purged for the first time in about seven years. I remember looking up into the mirror, um, throw up on my face, so pleasant, and tears coming down from my eyes. And looking at myself and saying, and hearing almost like an internal voice say, this is gonna be hard to break this time. It's not gonna be so easy. And that little devil was right. My eating disorder got so bad after that, after that one instance of reintroducing that eating disorder voice into my life and actually listening to it. I had suppressed it and you know flicked it off my shoulder for so many years. And it was back and it was strong and it was angry that I left it for so long. I was dying and it happened so quickly. I was wearing baggy clothes so no one would, you know, point out that I was losing so much weight. I really isolated myself from my friends because I did not want to have to figure out when and where I was going to purge especially if we were going out. Uh, we had a local hangout that we loved and you know, all my friends were there and I had you know, friends who worked there. And I really I started isolating myself because I didn't want the stress of having to think about where I was going to empty myself out when I felt overwhelmed and consumed with thoughts and, and worried about what people are saying about me and worried about if people are looking at me and what they're thinking about me. But I knew that I was not going to let this ruin me. I knew that I wasn't gonna let myself, let this kill me. I came home from therapy one night and I was sitting outside my house and I could not get out of the car. I was crying hysterically. my heart, I could see it beating out of my chest. That's how fast it was beating and that's how thin I was. I could literally see my heart beating out of my chest. I drove myself to the hospital. I couldn't go in my house. I was so scared of I don't even know what. But I also think it was my body just telling me, you need to cut this out. You need help. You cannot live like this anymore. And I didn't want to. I was sick and tired of wondering how I was gonna go about my day and where I was gonna be eating and who I was gonna be with and how am I gonna do this and this one's gonna say this and they're gonna say something and they notice this. And I didn't wanna deal with that anymore. I didn't wanna deal with that anymore. So I drove myself to the hospital. I called my best friend She called my mom and within 15 minutes, both of them were there. The doctor had told my mom that at this point it was pretty dire situation. I was so malnourished at this point that I almost had a heart attack at like 26, 27 years old. I almost had a heart attack. I almost died. I went home that night from the hospital feeling so defeated i actually picked the phone up and called a local recovery center that was the scariest phone call of my life within a week and a half i was starting treatment and i felt i felt i was starting to feel fulfilled and that that there was hope for me and that I was going to beat this and I was going to do it the right way this time instead of suppressing the feelings that I had had for so long. I spent a month at Walden Behavioral Center, Recovery Center out of Waltham, Massachusetts. The program completely changed my life. I am forever grateful for the time I spent there and the things that I've learned and just really learning to trust myself and my body again. I used to be so afraid of cooking and like I was mentioning before, foods. Girl, I am not like that. Or boy, I am not like that anymore. (laughs) I love to eat, I love to cook. I think of it as like my blank canvas and all the things that I can create with it. And I get so excited to go food shopping, and these are all things that, you know, over the years, I've I've still had to implement and work on. You know, one of, um, you know, my my life coach and one of my favorite coaches of all time, um, Melissa Impet, you know, tells me, and tells all of her clients, this is life work. You know, when you start to make that shift, it's life work, and the same goes with recovery. It's life work it's not going to just change automatically overnight. You have to work on it. You have to make the changes yourself. You have to implement them and you have to be consistent. And that's how I took my, my recovery. I was super consistent with it. I showed up every day. I stuck to my guns when I you know, promised myself before I started I wasn't going to binge and purge anymore or just purge in general. I wasn't going to overexercise. I wasn't going to body check myself as much anymore. I really, really committed to my recovery. And I'm so proud of that. And now I'm just at the point where I want to share that with people. And, you know, what I've done over the last seven years since I got out of recovery, I want people to know what I've done so I can help them get there too. And you know, maybe something I tell you in one of my episodes will resonate with you and that's all I want. I just wanna touch and help people. Over the last year or so, I've started a more spiritual journey and more mindful journey. And that's where I'm at today. And that's what I've implemented into my recovery. And I will tell you, I have grown so much in just the last six months. I'm finally taking time out for myself. I'm single for the first time since I exited treatment. I never got a chance to be me. Fully recovered, independent, healthy Lara. And now I am. And I cannot wait to share this journey with you. The things that I've learned, tips and tricks, friends along the way. We're going to have some people that I'm going to be interviewing. This is your place and this is this is just the beginning for you like it is for me and this podcast to share with you guys my biggest hope with this podcast is to create an environment and a community for you all to come here and feel comfortable and learn something and if you've got a story let's talk You know, let's get you on here. Let's um, tell people your story and, and what you've learned and how you've grown from it. Everyone has something to say and everyone should be heard. And that's truly what this podcast is all about, is letting you guys hear my story in just ways that I have completely become an enlightened individual. I love my life and I'm so happy to be able to share this with you. This truly has been a passion of mine for quite some time and I just have not gotten to do it and I was so nervous but here I am finishing up my first episode of the Mindful Nourishment Podcast and I already can't wait to come back. With that being said, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Please subscribe to my channel, please subscribe to my podcast, listen to me wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts send me messages, find me on Instagram. I'm at underscore Laura Barahona underscore. That's L-A-U-R-A-B-A-R-A-H-O-N-A. Thank you again so much for joining me today. And I cannot wait to be back here behind the mic sharing my story with you.